Welcome into the Rebound Rundown. Today is Friday, March 3rd, 2023. I'm your host, Paul Fritschner, and this is produced by Chatterbox Sports. This is your Daily Digest College Basketball Show where you can get your info on Cincinnati area college hoops every Monday through Friday in short episodes. I also have some big news related to this show, so make sure you stick around until the last segment. Northern Kentucky won in front of their home fans last night, beating Oakland 81-74 in the Horizon League quarterfinals. I was at Truist Arena, and it was a great time as the Norse advanced to Indianapolis for the semis in the Horizon League tournament. This was a game that featured a ton of three-point shooting. NKU went 13 for 29, and Oakland was 8 for 19. It always felt to me like Northern Kentucky was in control of the game, even when Oakland would make their runs. The Norse led by nine at half, but Oakland fought back to tie the game in the second half. The Norse hit a couple threes to get back in front and always kept Oakland at arm's length. Marquez Warwick led NKU with 22 points, one of five double-figure scorers for the Norse. Chris Brandon had another nice game with 13 points and 13 boards. Xavier Rhodes only had five points, but he had nine assists. The Norse will now play on Monday against Youngstown State at 7 in Indianapolis at Indiana Farmers Coliseum. Wright State is the first team this podcast covers who will not be playing more basketball this year. The Raiders were blown out by Milwaukee 87-70 last night to end their season. Trey Calvin had 28 points to lead Wright State. He had such a good year this year. If you've been consistently listening to this show, then you know how often I've called his name. But it wasn't enough on Thursday night, and Wright State's season came to an end. The Raiders finished with an overall record of 18-15 and and went 10-10 and in Horizon League action in the regular season. Miami plays their last game of the regular season tonight against Buffalo at 7, and there's a lot riding on it. With a win, Miami clinches the 8th and final spot in the MAC tournament. Miami can still get in with a loss, but that would require some other help from some other teams losing. The Red Hawks have already beaten Buffalo this year, winning 91-80 at Millette Hall on January 10th. That was Miami's first MAC win of the season. Dayton wraps up their regular season at 7 tonight on the road at St. Louis on ESPN2. The Flyers have clinched the two-seed in the Atlantic 10 tournament. If they win, they would be the outright two-seed, but if they lost and wound up tied for second, they'd still have the tiebreakers. As the two-seed, Dayton will play the winner of the 7-10 game with those two teams still to be decided. Dayton beat the Billikens 70-56 in the first game back on February 10th. The Flyers are going to have to win the A-10 tournament to get into the NCAA tournament, and they will be one of the favorites to win the A-10. VCU will be the number one seed in Brooklyn next week. Saturday gets started with Louisville going on the road to finish their miserable season against the 13th-ranked Cavaliers of Virginia at 2 on ESPN2. Louisville played UVA very close at the Yum Center a few weeks ago, but it was Virginia who snuck out of there with a three-point win. The Cardinals will be the number 15 and final seed in the ACC tournament and will play the 10 seed at 4.30 on Tuesday afternoon. Number 23, Kentucky is looking to close the regular season strong and rebound off their quad three loss to Vanderbilt from Wednesday night with a 2 p.m. Saturday tip-off at Arkansas. John Calipari said that he is hoping Cason Wallace will be able to play in this game. He said the x-rays came back fine and the injury didn't swell. This is significant, one, because Wallace has been playing so well, and two, because Severe Wheeler, Kentucky's other point guard, is unavailable for the foreseeable future. 
Kentucky lost to Arkansas by 15 at Rupp Arena on February 7th. This is a quad one game for Kentucky, so we'll see if the Wildcats are able to take advantage of the opportunity. Number 19, Xavier, plays at 7 on Saturday night on FS1. It's senior night against the Butler Bulldogs, and similar to Dayton, Xavier has already clinched the two-seed in the Big East tournament next week at Madison Square Garden. Xavier will play at 7 on Thursday night against the winner of the Seton Hall-DePaul game. That game will be played on Wednesday. That's not to say, though, that this game against Butler doesn't mean anything to the Musketeers. For one, they'll be looking for revenge after their narrow two-point loss at Hinkle Fieldhouse from early February. There's a serious argument to be made that the first half of that game was the worst half of basketball Xavier has played all season. They rallied late, and even after a controversial goaltending call, they still had a chance to win the game at the buzzer, but Sule Boom's half-court shot went off the rim. The other reason Xavier will be motivated to win this game is for NCAA tournament seeding. While beating Butler doesn't really move the needle, it would be a quad three loss if they didn't win. Xavier's doing all they can to potentially play in Columbus in the first round of the NCAA tournament, which would be a Friday-Sunday site in front of a massive pro-Xavier crowd. Still a long way to go to get to that point, though. Adam Baum reported that Jack Nungie, Adam Kunkel, and Sule Boom will be the three seniors participating in the senior night ceremony. Kunkel and Boom have both exhausted their eligibility, but Nunji does have one more year if he chooses to come back. Just because he is being honored on senior night doesn't mean he can't come back next year, similar to the fact that just because Zach Fremantle, Jerome Hunter, and Kiki Tandy aren't participating in the ceremony, they could still choose to leave if they feel that's best for their career. Cincinnati is the final area regular season game of the year. The Bearcats are at home for a senior day game against SMU at 2. David DeJulius, Kalua Zikpe, and Rob Finnessy will be the three players honored for their Senior Day ceremonies. Those are the only three Bearcats who have fully exhausted their eligibility. It looks likely that UC will end up in the 4-5 game in the AAC tournament, but they could end up as high as the three seed depending on how things shake out. Cincinnati played a tight game against the Mustangs in their first meeting on January 14th, and the Bearcats narrowly won it 54-52. Around the country last night, number one Houston beat Wichita State by 17, number four UCLA beat Arizona State by 18, number five Purdue barely won in Madison, beating Wisconsin by two, 63 to 61, to seal up the Big Ten regular season title. Michigan and Illinois went to double overtime, and it was the Illini who got the win, 91 to 87, and number eight Arizona pulled away late from USC to win 87 to 81. I already talked about NKU and Wright State, but around the rest of the Horizon League, there was a big story to mention. Detroit lost 71-66 to top-seeded Youngstown State. Detroit's Antoine Davis came up three points short of tying Pistol Pete Maravich for the all-time scoring record in college basketball. Davis needed 25 points to tie it and 26 to set the record, and he finished with 22 on the night, missing a three that would have tied the record just before time expired. Now, you have to remember, Pistol Pete did it in 83 games. Davis had used his COVID year, and this was his 144th game. Pistol Pete also set that record before the three-point line had been instituted. Still, Davis came excruciatingly close but failed to set the record. Also, Liberty and Kennesaw State will play for the Atlantic Sun Championship on Sunday at 3 after they both won last night. Looking ahead to the weekend, there really isn't much to talk about for tonight on Friday, but Saturday is setting up to be a ton of fun. 
Number two, Alabama is at number 24, Texas A&M at noon. That game had been circled for the last week and a half or so as a game that might have SEC title implications, but Bama won the SEC the other night against Auburn, so it doesn't mean as much. Still, it's a fun ranked matchup to get the day going. Iowa State is at number seven, Baylor at noon. Seton Hall is at number 20, Providence at noon as well. This is a big one for the Friars who are in a battle for the three seed in the Big East. St. John's is at number 6, Marquette at 2. Number 11, Kansas State goes on the road to visit Huggy Bear and the West Virginia Mountaineers at 2. Number 12, Tennessee will try to navigate Auburn at 2 as the Volunteers play without point guard Zakai Ziegler, who tore his ACL. Number 22, TCU visits Oklahoma at 3. Then at four, in a game similar to the Bama game, we thought this game could have huge Big 12 title implications, but Kansas already won it. The third-ranked Jayhawks go to Austin to close the regular season against number nine, Texas. In the ACC, number 25, Pittsburgh goes to number 16, Miami. And also in the ACC, Duke is at North Carolina at 6.30 on ESPN. Then at 7.30 on Fox in a massive Big East game, number 14 UConn travels to Philadelphia for a game at the Wells Fargo Center against Villanova. The Wildcats have been on a roll lately, and this is another huge test to see where Nova stands before the Big East tournament. Late at night, number 8 Arizona is at number 4 UCLA at 10, and also at 10, Wyoming is at number 18 San Diego State. Elsewhere around the Mountain West, Boise State is at Utah State, that one tipping off at 9. On Sunday, the last day of the regular season, there are four ranked games. Number 21, Maryland, is at Penn State at 12. Maryland has struggled mightily on the road this season, so we'll see if they can overcome those issues this weekend. Number 1, Houston, is at Memphis at noon. Number 5, Purdue hosts Illinois at 12.30. And Michigan goes to Assembly Hall to play Indiana at 4.30. Over the next three days, we will find out four automatic qualifiers for the NCAA tournament. The Ohio Valley plays their title game at 8 on ESPN2 on Saturday. The Big South is at 1 on Sunday on ESPN2. The Missouri Valley is at 2 on Sunday on CBS. And the Atlantic Sun is at 3 on Sunday on ESPN2. I told you to stick around for some news during the last segment of the show, so here you go. Last night, Chatterbox co-founder Trace Fowler tweeted at Betfred and asked what the odds would be for Northern Kentucky, Xavier, Cincinnati, and Dayton to all make the NCAA tournament. I quote tweeted it and called it the Dance with the Rebound Rundown Parlay. Well, our good friends at Betfred Sportsbook are boosting it, and the Dance with the Rebound Rundown Parlay should be available on the Betfred Sportsbook app at some point on Friday. Paul's Pick of the Day, presented by Betfred Sportsbook, lost last night with UCLA and Arizona State going over. Here are some picks for the next three days. Tonight, I'll take the Miami Redhawks plus eight against Buffalo. I'll project lines for the rest of the weekend. So Saturday, let's go with Villanova plus five and a half. Then Sunday, Indiana minus three and a half against Michigan. That'll do it for today's Rebound Rundown. It's hard to believe we've made it to the end of the regular season. It feels like this year has flown by. If you've liked what you've heard, make sure to subscribe with March Madness beginning. Plenty of content on the way. Leave a rating, and if you're listening on Apple, write a review. Also, make sure you go subscribe to Chatterbox Reds, the new daily Reds podcast brought to you by Nick Kirby after every Reds game. 
Thanks for listening. Enjoy your weekend, and I'll talk to you on Monday as we head into conference championship week.